got stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, tarot, love. Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, an intersectional feminist podcast that explores ancient stories and witchy wisdom. I'm your host, Biddy Diana. Since this week's episode will be releasing on September the 29th, and I meant to but didn't do this last week, I want to start with a land acknowledgement. I acknowledge that I live and record my podcast on stolen and unceded treaty land of the Haudenosaunee, Atiwandarok, and Anishinaabe, including the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. This territory is covered by the Upper Canada Treaties and is within the land protected by the Dish with One Spoon Wapum Agreement. Each year, September 30th marks the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. The day honors the children who never returned home and the survivors of residential schools, as well as their families and communities. Public commemoration of the tragic and painful history and the ongoing impacts of residential schools is a vital component of the reconciliation process. I hope you all had a lovely week and a sweet equinox. Um, I don't know where about you are in the world, but I can definitely feel and smell the fall um, in the air, which is just so lovely. Um, Yeah, as I mentioned last week, there are some topics in particular that I want to discuss for the next few episodes. When I started examining tarot um, more as a whole, I noticed that there were some common themes that started cropping up in the cards. Uh, Themes like rest, caretaking, adventure, community, and all forms of love. I often see a tarot reading, almost like a tapestry. It's a beautiful piece of art that comes together in completely unique ways. And these themes that I notice repeating are kind of like different shades of the same color. They each bring their own unique hue to the mix and add depth to the artwork. So the first theme or color that I want to talk about for today's episode is rest. Why is it important? How do we cultivate it? And which cards from the tarot can we lean on for this? I will also be chatting a bit about the Greek god Hypnos, who was the personification of rest and sleep. The reason I wanted to start with this topic now that I'm back is because of a truly transformative book that I read last year that really was the reason why I started re-examining the cards and particularly the cups suit in a different way. This book is called Rest is Resistance by Trisha Hersey, founder of the Nap Ministry and her work is rooted in Black liberation, womanism, and Afrofuturism. I first heard about this book in a free book club hosted by IMBI, which is a virtual community, late last year. Uh, I attended this book club even though I didn't read the book first, Um, but don't worry, this is okay. Um, They encourage you to come even if you haven't read the book. 
And this, yeah, this book club was a really transformative experience for me. Not only was it an introduction to the MB community, which I am now a part of, and I'll talk more about in future episodes, um, but it exposed me to Hersey's work and had, again, like I said, re- had me reimagining the suit of the cups. So what is this book about? I'm going to talk about that first. On the front flap cover of the book, um, part of it says, and this is quote, rest is resistance, is a call to action, a battle cry, a field guide and a manifesto for all of us who are sleep deprived, searching for justice and longing to be liberated from the oppressive grip of growing culture, end quote. Now, this episode is not going to be a rehashing of this book, but I definitely think that you should read it. I highly recommend getting it either from your local library or purchasing it if you're able to. I will link to some independent bookstores in the show notes. She also has a companion deck, which I don't have yet, but I definitely want to get my hands on uh, because it's an Oracle style deck called The Rest Deck, 50 Practices to Resist Grind Culture, and it looks absolutely amazing. And no, I'm not being sponsored. This is just like a genuine um, recommendation. Um, But yeah, that's where I wanted to start because, again, I think it's an important framework for the rest of this episode. So as I've said, the book club is where I had this light bulb moment to re-examine the cup suit with this framework of shattering the cups. And it was because of the statement that Hersey said um, in her book that I'm going to read for you now. Um, This comes from page 63, and it says, quote, I hear and see this filling of your cup language, repeater in memes, on social media, and in the larger wellness community. I realize that our view of rest is still burdened with the lies of grind culture. I propose that the cups all be broken into little pieces, and we replace pouring with resting and connecting with our bodies in a way that is centered on experimentation and repair. I don't want to pour anymore. It is time to begin the dismantling of the cult of busyness one person at a time, one heart at a time, one body at a time. End quote. Feel free to go back and listen to that quote. I think I've read it over and over again many times, and it was and is beyond a game changer for me. This idea that What if the cups were never meant to be filled and then empty, but instead that they're always broken and never to be repaired again? What if they can serve as a reminder to rest and liberate ourselves from grind culture and the idea of filling our cup only to be more productive and to get more work done? I think we see this a lot in reading and learning the traditional meanings of the tarot. People talk a lot about filling your cup, and we even see this imagery not only in the cup soup, but in some of the major arcana as well, like in the temperance and star cards. I think we have this notion in society that we need to fill our cups so that they can be depleted once again. 
right? How many times have we heard this and been pushed towards this, again, grind culture, really to the detriment of ourselves and the planet and all those around us? So I want to start challenging this notion. I think it is also really important to note that Hersey is very clear about this, that her movement in this book, so the movement being the NAP ministry, um, is not just about rest and relaxation for the sake of rest, which is important and we do deserve it simply for the fact that we are human, um, but also as a way to fight against the systems of oppression and capitalism and white supremacy. I would love to do a thought experiment. What if there are no containers? What if we are just a part of the water, of the flow? What if the cups are broken and never repaired? What does that mean for that particular card? So this is where I would like to spend the next bit of this episode talking about what we can look or, you know, relook at some of the cards through this lens. Okay, so now that we have this groundwork for rest, what tarot cards can support us in this and remind us to take the time to pause? So there are six cards that jumped out at me um, when I was thinking about this idea that really are highlighting the need or suggesting (laughs) the need for rest. So these are the Seven of Cups, the Queen of Cups, the Hermit, the Four of Wands, the Nine of Wands, and the Four of Swords. If you didn't catch all of those, that's okay, because I'm going to go into a bit of detail for each one. So first we have the Seven of Cups, which I see as the ultimate daydreaming card. In most iterations, there is a person standing in front of the Seven Cups that are filled with various offerings, like flowers, money, a heart, a victory wreath. Um, There's even a snake in some of them and others. When this card comes up in a reading, it asks if we can take the time to look out the window at the clouds as they move, or the leaves rustling in the wind while we let our mind wander and dream and daydream. This is something that I did a lot this past winter after I read this book. Um, was to sit in a comfortable chair that I have in my office and watch the snowfall outside of the window. It was so relaxing, and most of the time my cat would also join me, um, sit on the arm of the chair, which was just a really super special moment that we can you know, both be so present and relaxed just watching, watching the snowfall. Next, we have the Queen of Cups. This is where I think my view of the card is a bit different from the traditional one. I see the Queen of Cups as cultivating rest at its essence. She and this card at its core, I think of as almost an anti-aerial card or being anti-capitalistic. 
Um, so don't get me wrong, I do love The Little Mermaid and loved it growing up, but the scene in the grotto with all of the various things that she found in the ocean, I think is a good representation of the consumer-driven world that we live in. So instead of collecting all of these material possessions, instead, can we cultivate rest and maybe connect with the other mermaids who we see and who are around us? And now that I'm thinking about it, I might be confusing this with the Peter Pan movie, but that's okay. (laughs) Still mermaids. So yeah, can we swim and sunbathe and sing? Many times the Queen of Cups is depicted sitting on a throne at the shore of a beach, listening to the waves and connecting to the water. She knows that she is made out of water and is actively shattering the cups. She is asking us to cultivate rest as our top priority. Can we create the space for rest and connecting to our body so that we can heal and connect with our divinity and ourselves? So next, I want to talk a bit about the hermit, which I think is pretty self-explanatory when we think about the hermit card and, you know, what a hermit is, right? It's about pausing and taking a break and retreating from the norm. I really like how this card is depicted in the Modern Witch Tarot deck because the figure in the card is closing their laptop. So a way that we can use the energy of this card, one of the ways, is by taking a social media break um, or literally just yeah, stepping away from technology even, if that's possible, for even a little bit, for five minutes. But yeah, going back to that social media break idea, can this you know, be a routine or something that we do on occasion? Of course, we could also hide away in the woods every now and then if we are able to, and that sounds really good to me, Um, and I try to do that when I can, but it doesn't need to be long-term, but it can be if that's something that you truly need to rest and restore, especially in times of burnout, um, that, that will take longer. The next card I want to talk about is the Four of Wands. So where I think we can start to see a pattern developing here, this card is also about taking a break and resting, but in a fun way. It encourages us to play and laugh and dance, and it asks us to get outside, to be with other people. Um, If you play a musical instrument, that is another way that we can engage with this card. Um, either in a band or solo, it can be very cathartic and healing for us. Next card is also from the wand suit and it is the nine of wands. So once we get to the end of any suit, but particularly the wand suit. So when I say end, I mean like the nines or the tens, um, we get, we might be a little bit tired, (laughs) It was a long journey to get here, um, and we're almost at the end, but not quite yet. 
Um, which is why this card is suggesting for us to pace ourselves to take a mini rest or even a cat nap. I definitely suffer from this too, where I'll see the finish line to whatever task I am doing. And so I want to just push ahead and be done. Um, But this card is suggesting that we don't push beyond our limits because that is what can lead to burnout. Or in my case, a flare-up of pain, both of which will take more out of us and to and will take longer to recover from than if we just took some small breaks along the way. Which I know, again, it can be hard to do, and I definitely suffer from this. And so one way that I try to combat it is by setting timers for myself. And so I will only say do some you know, physical cleaning or something for an amount of time um, and then take a break. Otherwise, again, I'll just keep going. And the last card I want to talk about is the Four of Swords. Um, so in this card, we see norm. well, yeah, we'll say normally, um, a person lying down, lying in a bed with four swords pointed towards them. Um, and what this is asking us is to take a brain break or a mental rest. And this can look different for everyone. The thing is not to judge ourselves in this process, but find what works for us, which can be anything from watching reality TV to taking a walk in nature, yes, but maybe without any music or podcasts playing, um, to really give the brain a break and some time to breathe and to rest. So for me, I really enjoy reading and knitting, but if I want to give my brain a break in particular, I wouldn't start, say, a heavy fantasy book with lots of world building. I would probably choose a light romance novel instead, something you know quick and easy to get through. Same with knitting. I would do something simple and repetitive, like a simple sock pattern that I've done 20 times and know off by heart instead of a complicated lace sweater or something that I, you know, really have to figure out. Of course, all of these are just suggestions and you can and should fine tune to your own specific likes and interests. Um, There might also be some cards from the ones that I mentioned here that you feel more connected and drawn to than others, and that's completely fine. I think when those cards come up for you in a reading, it's like an extra little hug from the tarot saying, I see you, I've got you, you can do this. Okay, so that was our tarot portion of the episode. And now I want to pivot to the myth part of today's show, um, where I'm going to talk about the Greek god Hypnos since he is the personification of sleep and rest. Uh, And he is similar to the Roman god Somnus. So those names might be a little familiar to us as English speakers, since hypnos is the root word um, 
of the root part of the words hypnosis and hypnotis. And somnus we can also see in the word insomnia, right? Or someone who is unable to sleep. So in Greek mythology, Hypnos is the child of Nyx, who's the goddess of night, and Erebus, the god or personification of darkness. He also has a brother named Thanatos, who is the god of death. So we can kind of see those connections in that family there. These brothers appear in the Trojan War Saga, where we see them carrying off the Trojan hero Serpedon to the underworld after his death. This is a pretty popular part of their story, and we see this being depicted on red and black figure pottery from the classical period pretty often. Hypnos is also singled out in Homer's Iliad when he is approached by Hera to help her in a plot to distract Zeus by putting him to sleep so that Hera could assist the Achaeans or the Greek side of the war. We also know uh, about him from the writings of Pausanias, who was a Greek traveler in the 2nd century CE or Common Era which is really helpful for us as historians because he lived much closer to the time than we do now. And a lot of his travels and what he saw no longer exists today. So Pausanias tells us that Hypnos was a friend of and dear to the muses. So these are the goddesses of uh, art and music and poetry and all of those sorts of things. And I think this is really interesting part about Hypnos. Um, And it makes a lot of sense to me because I don't know about you, but I tend to get a lot of ideas when my mind is at rest. Um, So that could either be like in dreams themselves, um, but more often than not, it's when I'm (laughs) in the shower or washing dishes, Um, basically when I'm doing something where my mind is only half focused on the task. This also happens a lot when I'm trying to fall asleep. So now I try to keep a journal and pen on my bedside so that if I have an idea, I can write it down and not worry about forgetting it, which is very helpful in the morning. So that is where I'm going to leave things for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, you can reach me at mythtarolove at gmail.com or at mythtarolove on all socials. To contact me for a tarot reading, um, you can send me a message at biddydiana on Instagram. I'm going to end today's episode with how Trisha Hersey begins her book, Rest is Resistance. Your body is a site of liberation. It doesn't belong to capitalism. Love your body. Rest your body. Move your body. Hold your body. Stories, cards, and symbols